What's up, guys? Don't you remember this classic song, I Want to Be Like You, from that classic movie, Jungle Book? If you don't, you're an uncultured swine. But if you do, you might recall that the main character in that song is our lord and savior, the monkey, King Louie. King Louie is an orangutan, and we're going to talk about them today. Oh, welcome to Orangutans versus Palm Oil, the second episode of Conservation Crosstalk, a podcast where we talk about environmental issues, biodiversity, and sustainability. This podcast is presented by the Capel High School Eco Club, an organization promoting environmental sustainability, awareness, and responsible action in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm Adarsh P. I'm Arnav P as well. And I'm Tree Pollens. All right. So uh, let's get a quick overview of the orangutans. So tell me, what do you guys know about orangutans? Well, so, I'm sure for everyone that didn't, did not watch the Jungle Book, they, they have a lot to learn here. You see, orangutans, everyone knows them as you know, the orange monkeys. That's a pretty nice, nice description. So the word orangutan actually means people of the forest. And so they're actually the largest arboreal mammal, which is like mammals in rainforests with big trees, I think. Um, arbor means something like that. And then they've also got longer arms and legs, which is like pretty cool considering that our arms and, you know, short, useless, prehensile thumbs, stuff like that. And there's three, there's three species of these orangutans. There's the Sumatran, Bornean, and Tapanuli orangutans. And um, uh, mainly these species are located in the wilds of Borneo and Sumatra. Nice, nice. So orangutans, uh, the one thing they're really famous for is, is their uh, rearing of their young. Uh, orangutans have the largest uh, nurturing cycle of any mammal, ranging up to eight years. Dang, eight years. Wait, okay, yeah, eight years is a lot. I mean, how long is it for humans? Well, it depends. I guess modern day, it's like six, 18. But I guess you only really need to be like six. And then you've been it was more back in the day, wasn't it? Probably like more back in the day. So yeah. like you had to be like 25 to leave the nest. Oh my God. No, no, no I'm talking about more for humans back in the day. Oh, you mean like before humans were humans? Yeah. Yeah, probably, uh, probably was. All right. Okay, now it's time for our next section. It's called Orangutan Rapid Fire. So in this section, we're going to be each stating facts about orangutan, trying to best the other contestants in a contest with no judge. But there will be a winner decided by you, the viewers. Text something to something to decide the winner. Vote for your favorite candidate. All right, I'll start. Did you know that there are actually two types of male orangutans? There are ones with phalanges on their sides, um, like King Louie in the Jungle Book remake, the live action version. He had that cool little cheek pads. And then there are um, ones without those cheek pads, such as King Louie in the original Jungle Book. 
uh, orangutans also build nests to sleep. So it takes an average of 10 minutes to build. And their process, usually they pull several large branches together. And then they use the small branches as mattresses. And then they bind the structure with more supple branches. Wow, wow, wow. I sure didn't know that. Uh, but did you know orangutans have 32 different distinct vocalizations that they correspond to a whole bunch of different signs and calls that orangutans use to communicate with each other. Dang, dang, that's a lot of noises. Did you know, however, that cheek pads are actually serving a purpose? So cheek pads impress females, because I guess if you have big cheek pads, according to orangutan females, you are very desirable. Uh, also, in fighting, Cheek pads are a disadvantage. See, if you have cheek pads, that's more surface area for your opponents to grab and pull at. So moral of the story, don't be an orangutan with cheek pads. And for all the humans watching this, uh, um, we're not sure of the opinion that human females have on cheek pads, but welcome to the experiment. Uh, for their social life, they're thought to be solitary, but pairs and groups of adolescents, females, and non-padded males usually travel together. And padded males don't really want anyone unless they're breeding or fighting. And for the adolescents, they usually hang on to their mothers for like the first seven to eight years because that's how they learn their behaviors and that's how they adapt. Nice. Now, now let's get into the numbers of things. So orangutans, the, the average height for males would be about 1.5 meters. Female orangutans, a little bit shorter, 1.2 meters. Males weigh anywhere from 93 to 130 kilograms, which we're, we're sorry for all you uh, customary people, but oh well. And females, a lot lighter than male orangutans, and you can see the difference in size. They range from 48 to 55 kilograms. Pretty cool, but did you know that orangutans don't need to drink water from normal water sources? They get most of the water from the fruit that they eat, but if they don't have enough from the fruit that they eat, they also get it from licking tree hollows, wet plants, and the fur from their arms. If I had fur from my arms that could drink water, that could produce water, I would never have to use a water bottle again. And that would save the environment. Wow, that, that seems like photosynthesizing. <laughs> uh... What, orangutans also have tremendous strength, uh, enabling them to swing for long periods of time to retrieve fruit and eat young leaves. And then um, when they're not swinging, they're walking. They usually walk on all fours and they're using their palms or fists as well as their feet when walking. Did you know orangutans are smarter than you may have thought? They're renowned for their patience and intelligence and tool use has also been observed in many orangutans. Orangutans may use tools such as sticks to get at very tasty termites, ants, and bees out of their nests and holes. Pretty cool. In the song, I Want to Be Like You, King Louis talks about wanting man's red fire because he thinks that he's not close enough to man. But in all reality, orangutans are actually 97% DNA. The other 3% is cool stuff like having longer arms than legs and cheek flanges. Uh, let's get into some more numbers. So, like, so uh, we mentioned earlier earlier that orangutans reproduce only every seven or eight years, but uh, for maturation, females mature at ages twelve to fifteen, which is I think uh pretty similar to 
human females. <laughs> and then uh, for males, they reach maturity at 15. So um, yeah, they, they get pretty mature and they usually develop their learned behaviors pretty early on, similar to humans. And in the wild, they live for 35 to 45 years. And let's talk about the, the greatest commodity this world has to offer, food. So orangutans, like, like we previously mentioned, eat mainly fruits. They, they eat over a hundred different kinds of fruits which that, that grow all over the tropical forest where they live in Indonesia. When no fruits are available though, orangutans can also be non-veg, a very nice plus. They can resort to they can resort from everything to leaves, bark, to small insects like termites and ants. Some orangutans have even been observed eating bird eggs. Definitely not picky. Yep. Orangutans are also either super lazy or extremely genius. They basis, this is how they forage for food. They sit around in the canopy for hours on end, not really doing anything, just thinking about, I don't know, durian fruit until the fruit reveals itself somehow to the orangutan, and then it just goes, eats it. And then it continues the cycle, just sitting down for hours on end. This actually documented with um, an experiment that they did with orangutans. So given a peg with holes um, and only one, um, one uh, hole fits the peg, um, chimps will try every single hole, kind of like humans, um, until they find a peg that fits. Orangutans though, being the geniuses that they are, they just sit there not paying attention to the thing. And then while they're thinking about something else, they will offhandedly place the peg in the right hole, which is frankly to me a little bit absurd, but also probably because they're on like a higher plane of existence than all of us. And going back to food, uh, the favorite fruit of orangutans is the durian, which is this huge spiky fruit found in the wilds of Borneo and Sumatra. And it's best known for its stench, which uh, I don't know about you, but I don't think uh, the average human would like the stench. It's likened to sewage, rotting flesh, and smelly socks. So I don't know what orangutans like, but apparently it's that. Some people are just into that type of stuff. It's for, for those of you that aren't Bornean or Sumatran, uh, a durian is, looks kind of like a jackfruit. And, but, but now I, I have the most fun fact of them all. Oh, no. Orangutans going... Staying on the train of thought of food, orangutans do like the taste of soap. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I think you beat all of us there. I guess that completely finishes our section of orangutan rapid fire brought to you by the CHS Eco Club. Not sponsored because we're broke. Cool. Uh, I guess we should probably discuss the threats that face these fascinating creatures now. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and start. So one of the threats that faces them um, is illegal pet trade. So a lot of people are like, oh, I want a baby King Louie because I can definitely take care of it. Um, poachers capture the young and then they sell them in the illegal pet trade. And they're basically doomed to a short and miserable existence because they can't live normally in a human household because you know they got to forage for food and stuff. And so they're going to die young and their existence is going to be miserable no matter how much you love the animal. So the only way to really save those animals is to rescue them and set them up at orangutan orphanage um, where they can be with other young orangutans who are rescued and, you know, have a happy life in the joke. 
But another threat of orangutans is that they're treated as pests since they eat food. So they're usually killed off by uh, um, the palm oil plantation workers because they're treated as pests. And they're also killed by forest fires or deforestation uh, because the fires are obviously burning their habitat. And they're, they're like the largest tree dwelling uh, land mammals. So that, that's a problem, of course. And then they're also confused by the smoke, which leads them to becoming more vulnerable. And all of this has had extremely like, horrible effects. Uh, all three orangutans, uh, all three orangutan species are in danger of going extinct soon. And they all are already mostly extinct in Asia and only really survive in the islands of Indonesia. Oh, dang. So I guess the big problem is the palm oil industry, which gets rid of a lot of the land that orangutans use. Um, so I guess, Sripal and Arnav, what do you guys know about palm oil? I haven't really heard of it much before. So palm oil, it is, um, it's like cooking oil that's used a lot for biofuel, uh, cooking things. Like it's used in a lot of products, I know. And it is a, it comes from the fruit of oil palm trees, which are, uh, abundant in places like Borneo and Sumatra. Note that oil palm trees are completely separate from normal palm trees. Uh, palm oils make their way into basically everything that we use, just, just in general. They're used as a foaming agent in many shampoos, soaps, detergents, those kinds of products. They, they can be used as a substitute for in many recipes, they they make themselves so they make their way their way into vegetable oils as well. And uh, an interesting use for palm oil is their use in biofuel. But as we'll soon find out, this may not be as sustainable as it in fact sounds. Yep. So um, palm oil trees. Some people are like, why, why? What's the problem? Palm oils are technically rainforest trees. If you um, grow a palm oil field, it's going to be trees. Technically, you could have orangutans come and live over there. The problem with that is by destroying all the land around it, you're basically reducing the biodiversity to very minimum values. Um, and by planting only palm trees, a monoculture crop um, ecosystem can't sustain as many animals as um, the normal rainforest, which has a million species of trees, so many types of fruit, um, bugs, plants, animals, etc. So that's the problem with these palm oil um, industries, and that's why palm trees can't just replace other trees. Plus, and these palm the, oh, plus the intensive style of uh, agriculture in palm oil plantations also degrades the soil, making it harder for trees to go there to grow their period, which also decreases the habitat, the area of the habitat, and the biodiversity of orangutan habitats. And this is also an, a rapidly increasing problem because these palm oil plantations are now the leading suppliers in a global market. So they, they demand the trees from the rainforest habitats for the versatile oil. Uh, but however, these plantations are harmful to these habitats due to the release of dangerous gases into the air. And they also cause a displacement of the orangutan species, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, and this is usually because of the fires or logging or displacement of land. Yep. So the loss of habitat due to these palm oil um, 
practices and the farms in these areas where orangutan lives, um, lives are the leading cause of their lowering population. So I guess we probably need to talk about how us, we, we as humans can help um, these orangutans and preserve them for the future generations. Well, one thing we can do as everyday consumers of products is just to stop buying products we find that are not sustainably sourced. An organization called the RSPO, the RSPO uh, ensures that palm oil sourced from countries like Indonesia and Malaysia, which supply over 90% of the world's palm oil, are made sustainably and without orangutan habitat loss involved. If an oil is okayed by the RSPO, you can buy it with a clear conscience. Yep, and so palm oils are also it's kind of hard to notice where palm oils are because most um, producers won't actually list them as an ingredient. Um, so there are ways to figure out through the ingredients list if a palm oil derivative is there. But one easy way to figure it out is um, it's usually referred to as vegetable oils and fats. And saturated fats in your foods usually indicate the presence of a palm oil. Um, so basically, just eating healthy can um, lower the use of palm oil because palm oil is present in very uh, unhealthy foods with high amounts of saturated fat. So if you try and eat healthy, you'll likely be avoiding a lot of palm oil in your food products. And another way that you can help is donating to an organization that helps these orange creatures out. Uh, there's the WWF, the Morning Orangutan Survival Foundation, the Orangutan Conservancy, Orangutan Outreach, Sumatran, Orangutan Conservation Program, International Animal Rescue, Orangutan Foundation International, and so many more. So if you just donate and help the cause to reduce the use of palm oil and reduce the unsustainable efforts that are employed when supplying palm oil, palm oil then yeah, that, that's a way to help. And another thing we can do as citizens is to spread awareness about this problem. Just like we're doing in this here very own podcast, you too can tell others about the this catastrophe that's happening to the orangutans and may reduce biodiversity. You can you, you can also try your hand at activism. You can call on political representatives to demand more labeling and checking to make sure that your palm oils are indeed sustainably sourced. Sounds like pretty good ways to help out the orangutans. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. And I guess that's all for this episode. We talked about orangutans. We talked about uh, their species. We talked about palm oil and the plantation's effect on these species. And then we talked about how we can help. So that concludes episode two of Conservation Crosstalk, Orangutans versus Palm Oil. If you like this episode, please make sure to subscribe. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you come back in two weeks to catch the next episode of Conservation Crosstalk. See you later, alligators.